I'm Evelyn and I'm a geoholic. I was just saying, I, I, I heard the song uh, yesterday for the first time in a long time, and knowing the type of episode that we have this week, I knew that I got to choose the music, yeah. so selfishly, I went with the song. Um, I, I, I think this is one of those few moments where I can say, you know what, me and you are on the same page as far as the music goes. And I'm just like in an, I love everybody kind of mood. Oh man. <laughs> why, why aren't you more in that mood? Um, it's like once a month. It's like my time of the month. Oh, <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> that, is, that is a great really? comment for our guests <laughs> and I will let them rip you apart for that one. So here we are. Episode 182. 182. <laughs> Good luck. Here we go. Flying by like dates. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, I think I said, it's going to be, uh, tomorrow it'll be 200. Uh, pretty much. 200 episodes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we get on this, let's introduce our guest co-host we have Peter cox with us Peter, welcome to the show good to have you back hello thank you for having me and do hey, you know Peter. hey shawnee do you know that i was on the 100th episode so we've oh, nearly done setting herself up for uh being on being on 200 to century Ooh, maybe yeah, i should yeah. Yeah. wow anyway just That's saying that was a long time ago i know long time ago what were you on? Do you remember what you was that the same uh, woman surveyor summit no, no, episode no. or was no, it something else? No, me and Narell. Oh, you're Narell. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I remember that. I remember that. I do. Do I, you? Yeah. Um, I think you had so a few drinks. Real, real quick, <laughs> it's time we make an announcement about Peter Cox. She's okay. taking on a new role with the Geoholics. It is official. It is official. And we are going to announce it right now that Pina is now the president of global <laughs> marketing for the Geoholics podcast. Congratulations, Pina. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you should be honored. God help me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you got no, yourself into. What have I done? <laughs> we, just, uh, we just doubled her previous Geoholics salary. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> So she's going to retire in no time. Awesome. Before you know it. A couple quick announcements. Uh, the Reality Capture Network Conference is coming up in October. Uh, and that's in uh, Idaho? In Boise. Boise, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, great show. I was uh, fortunate enough to go last year. Had a phenomenal time. Um, Matthew Bird does a great job. And every year he seems to do a, do it bigger and better. And this year is no different. So uh, if you haven't already registered, stay tuned. Because... There is going to be a special promotion for Geoholics listeners if they register for the RCN conference mm. using the Geoholics discount code, which I don't have yet. Oh, but there will be <laughs> there a will discount be one. code. There will be one. So don't register yet. Wait yeah. till you get Just your discount on. code from the Geoholics. Yeah. Save you a couple nickels. Wait a week. I probably shouldn't have said anything. You probably you can't shouldn't. Help yourself. But you he, got everyone teased. Yeah, exactly. I'm you. He did tell he did yeah. tell me that um if yeah. you weren't going, you were missing out this year. Okay. No, yeah, I, I'm I sure it's gonna be amazing. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he should get you over here, Peter. You should be going to this conference. Yeah, should I've got commitments in Australia, unfortunately. Well, life, Ugh. life. Right. Other than that, money. Sean, what's new with you, buddy? Money. My job doesn't. Money. My second job doesn't pay me enough. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh, I was like, is this your second job or is this your third this is, job? Oh, 
Uh, this is oh, probably my one, second. This is your third job. Oh, your well, second then... job definitely doesn't pay you enough. <laughs> so this one, <laughs> yeah, you're screwed. Yeah. I'll be staying uh, here so... in Sydney. <clears throat> Thank you for asking. Not a whole lot new. No? Just, uh, just gearing up for, uh, you know, another vacation. You got another vacation on the radar. Yeah, gotta gotta go to the gotta go to the beach for a week. You know, it's kind of rough being Sean. Telling you, standard protocol for the summer, and then gearing yep. up for a new school year. It's kind of what parents do now. Is, is that they, time already? They their kids go to school, and then their summer, and then you rinse repeat until they they leave. <laughs> kind of how it works. <laughs> is that how it goes. Yeah, I'm glad you got that figured out. Yeah. What about you, Kent? What's new with you? Oh man, uh, it's just so freaking hot here. I'm like, I mean, I got the thermostat set for like 75 in here and i'm still sweating maybe it's as light i don't know maybe it's the pressure i feel like i'm under right now sitting next to you sean you're just oh, I don't know what, basking <laughs> in my greatness you're just having so much trouble maybe like, just, this aura is just i guess yeah the vibration that i'm feeling off of you is like it's weird I, I, yeah i get that effect on people <laughs> but other than that <laughs> life is good spent last weekend at the curling club there's a big Bond spiel, last bond spiel of the year. Shout out to the Coyotes Curling Club. They do such a phenomenal job um, hosting these bond spiels. There was 32 teams from all over the country That's cool. at the bond spiel, yeah. which is great. Wow. Some really cool people. How many people weekend, that right? like that curl? How many, how many people? No, is there that at many? That? Mm. Uh, 30, yes, 32 <laughs> teams, four people on a team. You could do the math. That's how many people were in town for this particular tournament, bond spiel. Where are you going next weekend? Uh, Lake Tahoe. Oh, nice. That would be nice. Uh, nice. Let's spiel there. A little break. Yeah, it should be nice. It's probably be, only um, like 100 there, so it's cool. No, I think it'll be about 25 degrees cooler, but I was looking so at the weather. 100. Yeah, it, but looking at the weather, it cools down like in the 50s at night. Oh, yeah. That's all I'm That's looking forward a, to. Anybody around here is just salivating yeah. at something like that. Uh, yeah. So you need, really cool. you need to come here. Yeah. It's nice and cool. And kidding me? Um, I, again, I figured out how to live in Arizona eight months out of the year, in Australia four <laughs> months out of the year. That'd be perfect. Yeah, I think you could do it. Oh, Got to figure that out. Um, what else? Oh, uh, the one thing I want to mention, um, back to the Coyote Scrolling Club. They do such a really cool job. You know, the, the last bond spiel of the year, all the bond spiels, they do a good job. But it's really cool what they do. This, since this is the last bond spiel of the year, at the end of the bond spiel, all the games are over, blah, blah, blah. They just It's a free-for-all on the ice. So if you want to go out there and ice skate, you can go out there and ice skate. They have, like, trike races around this track on the ice. People are, like, out there doing snow angels and shit. I mean, it's, just, it's a lot of fun. That sounds really cool, actually. Especially, a lot especially of now when you're looking for an in- indoor activity. For sure. Absolutely. All right. Let's get on with this. Sean, tell us about that opening uh, lovely song that I chose. That was a song by a guy named Pete Townsend. Let my love open the door. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone knows this guy. He's an English musician. He is co-founder, leader, leader, guitarist, second lead vocalist, and principal songwriter of the band The Who. One of the most influential rock bands of the 60s and 70s. Due to his aggressive style playing and innovative songwriting writing techniques, Townsend's works with The Who and his other projects have earned him critical acclaim. He is ranked number 10 in the Gibson.com's 2011 list of top 50 guitarists and the top 10 Rolling Stones updated 2011 list of the 100 greatest guitarists of all time. Uh, probably. Uh, we, if you're a music guy, you've had this conversation. Who's the greatest guitarist of all time? He's probably floating around in there. I'll tell you. Oh, for sure. Ten. Maybe for not sure. top five, but and he's up there. I'm, I've always been a big fan of The Who, no doubt. Unfortunately, it's one of those bands that I have not seen. 
but they still tour once in a while. I yeah. think hopefully the next time they come around, maybe I'll uh, uh, yeah, we'll see. get to see them. If it's high enough on the list. Yeah, we'll see about that. Um, we are, of course, in the Mentoring Mondays studio this week. We are. And uh, Mentoring Mondays just took a little bit of a break for the summer, but you can still go and catch up by going to mentoringmondays.xyz, catch up on all the previous episodes. Excuse me. And uh, TK did send me a text yesterday. <clears throat> he is on his way to Lake Tahoe as we speak to attend the CTE School Counselor Conference. And I think this is like the golden ticket. If we can get in front, we being surveyors, can get in mm-hmm. front of high school guidance counselors and get them to understand more about the profession of surveying and presenting it to yes. know, kids at that age. Yes. That is huge. So I'm sure he's doing a phenomenal job there, and I can't wait to hear about it when he gets back. Absolutely. <clears throat> Other than that, oh, I got to catch my breath. Uh, Airworks, somewhat random trivia. Sean, do you have anything lined up this set? Uh, uh, I do, episode? and it's, it'll tie in to uh, our guest and our, our discussion this evening. Uh, it's some survey nuggets about land surveyors, or okay. some trivia nuggets about land surveyors. And some statistics that this uh, beautiful website put together. Um, guess how many land surveyors are currently employed in the United States? Ooh, uh, let's have our guest guesses first. Okay, I'll take I'll take guesses. Uh, Virginia, you go first. This is not a trick question. I swear. I don't question. know what the answer is. I have no idea. Uh, maybe a hundred thousand. Interesting, Anna. Um. I was thinking near that, maybe 180,000. 180, Interesting. Peter, would you like to fathom a guess, even though you're not in this country? Oh, it's going to go lower than 100. Hmm. I don't know. So, what's your guess? 75. 75,000? <laughs> 75, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me right, think about this. Kent, what do you got? Gotta be. Uh,. You know what? I'm going to go with 80,000. Uh, 40,000 land surveys oh currently employed in the United States. That's crazy because I'm like, okay, number of states, time at least, you know, 1,500 per state, blah, blah, blah. Uh, not even close. Not even close. Crazy. Uh, a couple other things. Um, all right. Well, well, one more. We'll circle to the group. Uh, what percentage are women? Ooh. Virginia, what do you think? Uh, less than 1%. Okay. Interesting. Probably Anna. not 3%. 3? 3%. 3%. Like Anna, Anna's doing some deep <clears> math <throat> right yeah. now. I'm looking at her. That's, yeah. that's just based on previous statistics I've run, but that's mm. it varies per state. Yeah. Yeah. And are we just talking about licensed surveyors? It just says land surveyors. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm, and based on the uh, some of the other stats, I'm going to say not licensed. Oh. Based mm. on the average pay, I'm going to hope that they're not licensed. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I'd only go around the 3 or 4%. 6.1%. Oh, there you go. The average land surveyor is 43 years old. That's low. Uh, yeah. Land surveyors are most in demand in Roswell, California. That's weird. Uh, and in California, they pay the highest average wage of $81,000 a year. Hmm. And that's why I'm assuming this is hmm. anyone in the land surveying that consider themselves a land surveyor, not necessarily not a, a licensed yes. surveyor. That's a tough one. Yeah, that's yeah. a tough one. 
Um, without knowing a little bit more about the details of the statistics. But. Was that chat GPT uh, for sure? Good stuff. <laughs> and here's, here's one more, that a, a couple more that I wanted to get through that might come up today. Uh, women land surveyors earned 96% of what men earned. 96% of what According men to this earned. website. I'm sure other people may have di- differences. Uh, New Jersey is the best state for a land surveyor to live. And land surveyors are 78% more likely to work at private companies in comparison to public companies. Hmm. That's I, interesting. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, I, can see not, that. Yeah, I agree I with that one. That. Some of those other statistics might be a little iffy, but um, yeah, we're going to talk probably a little bit more about those here in just a minute mm-hmm. in a roundabout way. But before we get there, we have to do the advanced genetic surveys quote of the week. I can't wait. This is very applicable as well. Are you okay. ready? Okay. <clears throat> Bear with me. Ignore the glass ceiling and do your work. If you're focusing on the glass ceiling, focusing on what you don't have, focusing on the limitations, then you will be limited. That is Ava DuVernay, American filmmaker. Huh. It's good, huh? Good stuff. Mm, Again, very applicable to our to <laughs> our, uh, our topic this it's evening. It's interesting. For sure. and, yeah, I'm, mm. I'm sure our guests may have some <laughs> thoughts on that as well. Yep, absolutely. Let's, on that note, let's get our guests into the the. This well, it's part about the, damn time. I think it is, right? <laughs> we, you know, we should we should have looked at our clock here to see how uh, how we're uh, tracking right now. Uh, we did. Yeah, yeah, we, we did. Well, no, no, we're right on. We're right on schedule. Are we? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so, time for the XYHT magazine introduction of the guests and we're going to do self-introductions this evening okay okay so what i'm going to have you guys do is just give us your name who you work for and maybe let's go with what's your favorite thing to do in your free time so virginia i'm going to let you go first i'm virginia winberg and i am the survey project manager for national grid renewables based uh, here in minneapolis minnesota and my favorite thing to do in my free time is uh, anything that has to do with gardening, that'd be my number one hobby. Nice. Gardening, okay, right. What anything? What uh, anything in particular? You're really good at growing tomatoes, jalapenos. Uh, both. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You have a big garden. I do. Yeah, I've got a half acre garden. Oh and wow! Backyard that I'm turning into like an edible landscape. Oh my nice. gosh! That sounds That's so a cool. Big garden. That Holy is impressive. Crap. Yes. You gotta, you gotta like power tools to maintain that garden, right? That's not like something yes. to do by hand. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm learning all sorts of things. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, Anna, you're up. My name's Anna Rios, and I own Arios Geo um, in Austin, Texas. Um, I like hanging out with my daughter and my family, my husband. Um, that's what I do in my free time. Awesome. And uh, I can't believe your daughter is going to be two years old already. I know. I know. I can't believe it either. She'll be two in September and chasing after her is my joy in life right now. It's like chasing after a herd of dogs. Uh, yeah. I have a herd of dogs and I have to chase after them too. So yeah. it's fun. Oh man. But the kid is definitely harder to keep on. Oh yeah. 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 I'm so glad I have dogs. Um, <laughs> let's get on with this. Let's get on with this. Wait, we got one more. We know who Pete is, but well, we don't know what she, what, what she wants to chime in. And what, like, what does she like to do in her free time? Please tell us what she likes to do in your free time. Sleep at the moment. <laughs> but you know what? That's what I was going to say. Like it got back to me and they're going to ask you, I was going to say sleep. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Um, what do you like to do in your free time, Sean? 
Oh man. Like if you have what? if you had a half a day all to yourself, what would you do? Um like by myself? Sure, by yourself. Yeah. I mean, I it's it's such a typical dude like i just like i i honestly like playing golf i like yeah. going and i would go if it's 150 i, I would go in whatever Which, weather would you golf in this weather oh absolutely no, in a second kidding oh yeah, in me. a second yeah, yeah. with oh, with lots of beer oh of course yeah. i mean that's hydrate <laughs> yeah it's hot outside i mean <clears throat> yes, come on. of course yeah yeah no doubt about that uh, mm. so what your answer is i would just take a nap you or me yours I, yeah i would probably sleep if I, had, if I had like a half day to do absolutely nothing, if it was weather like this, I would find the coldest room possible mm. and sleep. Just like be wrapped up in blankets and watch golf. <laughs> that's that's Kent's every every Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much is. Yeah, uh -huh. pretty much, pretty much. All right, let's get on with this. We're here this evening to talk about the Women Surveyors Conference 2023, and um. Man, there's a lot of developments happening here, so I'm really excited to hear about everything that's going on. And Virginia, I'm going to let you start. Give us a little background about the Women Surveyors Summit or conference. When did this start exactly? Um, actually, could I tee that one over to Anna? She's she. <laughs> you sure can, Anna. Um. So the the first summit was held in Austin, Texas, in 2019. Mm -hmm. Um. Mm -hmm. But the idea of the summit started in 2016 when I attended um, the FIG Young Surveyors um, Young Surveyors Network North American meeting um, in Minnesota that was held in conjunction with the Minnesota Society of Professional Surveyors Winter Conference um, and with NSPS's winter meeting. Um, there, they just, I just... I ran into a group of ladies there and they just welcomed me in and I never felt that connection at any other conference that I've ever attended. Um, never at any of my chapter meetings. I was the secretary treasurer for my chapter. And while those guys welcomed me in because I was secretary treasurer and I talked to everybody when they checked into every meeting and got their RSVPs and all those things. Um, I still just felt like the woman in the room that, didn't really know anybody, didn't really connect with anybody. Um, so going to that conference and meeting those ladies there and just hearing some of their stories and um, the things that they'd been through and how they've handled things, it was just a really neat um, opportunity for me to learn from other women in the profession and to see um, how they've succeeded. Um, I'd worked for women who owned their own business in surveying. And so I've had that opportunity to see women be successful in the profession. Um, but I just didn't feel that connection until that particular meeting. I don't know why, don't know hmm. what the reason was behind it other than, you know, I felt young in my career. I felt intimidated by these people that I'd looked up to that own their own company that I'd, you know, seen over the years. Um, I don't know what it was, but, um, in Minnesota, it was just a special atmosphere. It was something special that um, huh. I had the opportunity to to see, and I wanted to create that opportunity for other people. Um, so with that, we had the 2020 um, summit that was a virtual summit um, because of the pandemic, and then 20 mm -hmm. or 2021. I'm sorry, 2021 summit was virtual, and then 2022 was in Colonial Williamsburg, Virginia, and then. This year it's in Minnesota, and I'll let Virginia tell you all about that because I really can't wait. I'm super excited about that. 
How many people, how many, how many women attended the first event? The first one, we had 65 women. Um, we actually, because we didn't know what kind of response we were going to get from it, we originally had the limit at about 30. Um, part of that was because we were doing a tour of the general land office in Texas, and they limited wanted to limit that to um, 30 people to take that tour. They were going to split us up into two groups of 15 people each um, for each group. And so we had that limit at 30 and it sold out so quick um, that we were able to talk to the general land office and they agreed to have a second um, tour so that we could open it up to 60 people. And we exceeded that to 65. Um, but they allowed us to go ahead and bring those few extra people in oh, um, for that's those, amazing. those tours. And so um, we, like I said, we had no idea what to expect. We were very limited in what we were going to do because of that. We didn't know if we were going to get five people that wanted to attend this thing or 500 people that wanted to attend it. We had no idea what to expect. So um, 65 was a good number. It sold out in three days. Um, it was wow. very exciting. And the atmosphere of that event was something I've never felt before. And it was a really amazing experience for, um, I think, all of the women that attended. Well, it sounds like it was pretty much like a, excuse me, like a groundbreaking event, really. I don't know how many things like that have been, um, you know, offered in the past. Um, so first and foremost, I mean, kudos to you mm -hmm. and your team, because I'm sure it wasn't you by yourself. Yeah. There's a lot of people that took yeah. part in this to make it a successful event. I mean, that's that's awesome. Right. Um, so you got some really good momentum right out of the gate. Right. And then, of course, you know, the pandemic and everything. Um, what, what does it look like now? I mean, what, do you, what are you looking forward to for this year's event? Um, we're hoping to have um, 100 attendees this year. And I know that we're um, reaching that. We're getting very close to that already. Um, and we just have a few more months left before the conference. And so we're super excited about that. Um, Virginia, I'll let you talk about more of the details of it, but I'm, I'm so excited about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Anna, I remember when you first attended the um, the MSPS uh, FIG conference in Minnesota, and I remember seeing you in the hallway um, next to a big window, and uh, the view behind you was nothing but white. It was a huge, <laughs> huge blizzard, and I came around the corner, and I saw Anna standing there, and I said, well, in my mind, I was like, not like, what are you? But I could have said that, but like, who are you, right? Like, She's an angel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, what? Like, 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 you know, I could count on both hands how many women would attend um, the MSPS annual meeting. And so when I saw Anna, I had to go right up to her and, and welcome awesome. her in and, and, and say, tell me about who you are, where are you from? And when she said Texas, I was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was a, a nice way to, to meet and, and to start, you know, growing a friendship and, um, sure. working on this, um, project together and, and creating the, the foundation with her. And what was like the idea behind this? I mean, what was your like objective or your goal in creating this event? Well, my goal was to provide as support and space for women in this profession, because often 
whether we're intimidated or whether we just don't feel comfortable in a room full of men walking up to somebody saying, hey, how's it going? You know, what projects are you working on? How can we network together? You know, those types of things. Um, I wanted to create this space and this environment for women to feel comfortable coming together and talking about um, their work, talking about experiences that they may have, maybe some difficulties that they're running into, um, maybe where they've got really, really good support and that there is good support out there. Um, where others may not have received that kind of support, that support. So just that, um, that networking opportunity um, for women to get together and be together in this profession when usually we're one of 500 or however many people show up to your state conferences. Um, sure. So we, we have maybe 600 people at our, our state conference in Texas and um there's probably less than 20 women that I see wow. regularly attend those. And so um, it's, it's really just neat to have all the women in the room together and just kind of build that camaraderie and get to mm-hmm. know each other and to really share our experiences and our backgrounds together and, and find ways that we can improve and yep. gain more women into this profession because it is a great profession for women to be in. Absolutely. So, so just so I'm clear, I mean, I've referred to it as a conference and I've re- referred to it as a summit. What What is the official uh, title for the event? The official title is super original. <laughs> so the Women Surveyors Summit. So summit. That's the title. Okay, perfect. Yeah. I just want to make sure I got that yeah. right. <clears throat> and what is like, what is the format? Is it a one day event? Is it a three-day event? I mean, what does it, what does it look like? It usually starts on a Thursday with a welcome event and registration opens then. And then on Friday, we'll have um, some CEU sessions or PDHs or whatever your state calls them. Um, And then we'll usually have a social of some sort on Friday evening. And then Saturday, same thing. We have sessions in the morning and then a social in the afternoon or the evening. Um, and this year is we're doing the same, same type of, um, format for it. Mm-hmm. So now you said sessions, give us an example of, um, like what some of those sessions look like. What are some of the topics that you'll be covering? Um, this year I'll let Virginia talk about those because she's been setting all those up. But in the past we've held, um, uh, at the very first one, we had a session about the general land office in Texas and some of the resources that it had available to surveyors across the state and really across the nation, if anybody wanted to look into anything at the G- Texas General Land Office, um, they've got all kinds of really neat maps and um, online resources available for surveyors. And so that was kind of a cool session. And then we had a panel discussion um, on the, the next day um, and a guest speaker for our lunch. Um, at the virtual summit, we had um, a few different sessions, but one of the ones that stand out to me is having difficult discussions. Um, and we had a speaker that came in and talked to us about how to do that effectively, um, which was a really good session. And then in Virginia, um, at Colonial Williamsburg, we had a session that talked about our different personality types and how to work with other people with different personality types and um, ways that you can really um, positively have those connections with people and and know what their strengths are and what their weaknesses are and where um, you can really apply their talents. And so that was a really good session, I thought. Um, But we also had a panel discussion talking about um, a career path in surveying and and moving through um, your professional career. 
So there's mm-hmm. been a lot of different um, types of, of discussions, um, but I'm super excited in Minnesota. We're going to have some that are a little more state-specific and um, some really good cool. sessions this year. Virginia can tell you all about those. Yeah, um, so we are um, looking forward to offer offering all the attendees um, nine development um, credits, PDHs or CEOs, nice. whatever you call them in your area. Um, and uh, all of the sessions are going to have a little bit of a Minnesota flair to them. So you get to learn a little bit about Minnesota um, surveying specifically. And um, uh, so some of the topics um, are going to be um, one we're calling a Minnesota a surveying primer where we have um, a local surveyor that's um, and her mentor come in and talk about um, surveying in the Stillwater area where the conference is going to be held. Um, and then we also have um, a real estate attorney coming in to talk about um, basically the good, bad, and ugly of Torrens system in Minnesota. Um, I know that's not common everywhere in the United States. Um, so that'll be interesting to hear about that. And another topic that I'm looking forward to um, is a group from the University of Minnesota that's going to speak about racial covenants in, in deeds, specifically um, in the uh, Twin Cities metro area. Um, and that discussion kind of focuses on um, some of the, uh, the the divisions of communities in the in in the metro area and, and how that came to be um, just with how those racial covenants were put into the deeds and plots that were created um, in the early 1900s. And we'll also have someone uh, talking about um, hydrology uh, surveying on the Great Lakes um, out of Duluth. And then we'll also have a panel featuring um, uh, local um, uh, uh, women-owned survey businesses and, and leaders in their companies and uh, just talking about how to start your own business or and how to be a, a leader in your in your company. So, mm-hmm. looking forward to those sessions. Yeah, that is awesome because that answers my question actually. Because I was wondering if you had other sessions, you know, whether it be technical sessions or whatever, um, outside of those sessions that maybe address you know the challenges of being you know a female in a male dominated profession and all that good stuff. So that that is really cool that you're having you know sessions that you know, that address or, or teach, um, you know, on the technical side of things as well, the technical or law or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. You know, this is two weeks in a row where we've had a, a female owned survey Ooh. company person on the show. You're right. Yeah. yeah. It's a trend. It is a trend. But I will say on that note, you know, I, I and by the way, I love the Ar- Arios is like an awesome name for oh, I know. Arios. Yeah. Perfect. By the way, just, Throwing it out there, Anna. Yeah, and I, I think Sean will agree with me. You know, we, we get to go to a lot of conferences, mm-hmm. and um, I think there is some change for the better happening. You know, I'm seeing a lot more younger folks, you know, coming through the sessions and, you know, being yeah. a part of these conferences. I, I feel like I'm seeing more females as well, you know, and becoming more involved with the geospatial 
sure. professions, you know, maybe not surveying specifically, but there's under the geospatial umbrella, there's a lot of different things going on there. And, uh, well, and I think that they bring more energy and I think that's what we yeah, notice is 100%. that there's, let's be honest, it gets a little stale at some of those conferences when yeah. it's the same dudes talking the same <laughs> stories about sure. the same problems. Yeah. And, Give us another and, perspective. You know, you know, you know? <laughs> when you see different people there, it's almost like we gravitate to it. Sure. Like, oh man, I want yeah. to hear something else. And, yeah. And, and everyone else seems very excited to be there. Mm, 100%. Yep. Yep. How about you, Peter? What do you got? So I, this could probably be answered by both of you. Um, you said we shared something, well, something was shared on LinkedIn not long ago about the Surveyor's Summit. Surveyor's Summit and I sort of said that it was really good and we're looking at, you know, how can we do this worldwide and all that kind of stuff. And there was a comment in there about um, segregating ourselves more by doing this. Um, Anna, do you want to start in your thoughts on that to try and explain to people the reason why this is actually beneficial? Yeah, I can um, speak to that a little bit. Um, in my mind and in my experience, um, when you're the only one in the room, it can be difficult. And so to have a place where there's more people that are similar to you, um, joined together, you have a different environment and a different comfort level there. Mm -hmm. And so until we have more equal numbers of men and women in our regular conferences, I think something like this is very important to give that support to women who may not have it elsewhere. Mm, for sure. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. yeah. Virginia, yeah. what are your I thoughts? I don't know about that yeah. comment, but anything less than, I mean, when you're in that small of a percentage, yeah. how can that possibly be? Well, that's you know, what I'm hoping. I'm hoping, you know, who the person or hopefully it's not people, maybe it is, that make comments like that. They have got to be in the minority of people that think that way. You know, I mean, that's right. horrible. But so this is what this is what we're trying to to you know. <clears throat> people don't like to call it a male dominated industry. It is because it is, there is m more males within the industry. It's not a male job because we know that we have some awesome females out there that are doing the job just as well or better than the men. But what? From my point of view and with the summit and everything coming up is that to to try and get people to to understand that there are differences and there's a lot of people who still believe that women shouldn't be doing these types of jobs, um, you know, whether it is the surveying or the construction or that kind of stuff, you know, I see, I still see comments of people saying, oh, why do you have to do this job? You know, I do this job to get away from my wife or, you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, those thoughts are still out there, but, you know, we do bring a different perspective. So it's trying to, um, the, the, the summit to support women, but also how we can deal with those types of comments and, and, give them the tools to be able to manage in the real world and help make change so that people do actually realise that, you know, we are capable and it's not just, yeah. Another thing that the I'm summit does, I'm sorry. No. Um, I, another, go ahead, Virginia. <laughs> no, I, well, I was just going to comment that it, it's interesting, like as, as we promote the summit um, and, it's, and I'm kind of, 
um, seeing this more as I, um, you know, promote it more within the state of Minnesota and just having folks ask me like, why do you need to have this? And um, like what you commented earlier that, you know, why are you trying to make more of a divide? And it's interesting to me that, that, that thought, in my opinion, is a negative thought. And it's the first thought that comes to people's minds. Like we're not coming together to like do a, do anything that's negative, right? We're not here mm. talking about how how bad the men are treating us or anything like that, mm-hmm. right? We're um, if anything, it's the complete opposite, and it's it's more of a supportive environment where we're like, "What's your favorite work boot? Like, can you find a, a boot that really fits your <laughs> foot? Like, the the boots are all so so wide, right? Or can you mm-hmm. find a pair of, of work pants that really fit you? Or um, what do you do in this situation? Or what do you do in that situation, right? And we're all just learning and sharing things that are, are more specific to us as females in the industry. Mm. And, and then also just talking about the business side of it and, and networking and, and, and how we can grow, um, you know, as, as, as women in the surveying profession. Yeah. I was going to add that another thing that it does is creates a visibility. It creates visibility yeah. out there that there are women surveyors that it is a career that women can get into and that there is support for women to be in this profession. And it's not about us separating men from the women. It's never been about that. It'll never be about that as long as I'm involved with it. Um, But it's about supporting women in the profession. And there's such a need for surveyors and women is a, women are a huge population that we could really gain a lot of workforce from um, if there's that support there and there's not that support there in a lot of ways, but in other ways there is some support and some, you know, some companies have great support. Other yeah. companies do not. And some women have great experiences and other women do not. So, it, and that's the same for men. Men are going to have those same issues too. Um, but we're such a small percentage that for a woman to find another woman surveyor to even talk to about any issues that they might be running into and how to handle those, mm-hmm. that's not likely. It's, it's very yeah. rare. And there, I, don't, I can't tell you how many women have come up to me and said, yeah, I never met another woman surveyor until I showed up here. And then they've got 70 of them around them or however many. So um, it's, it's a, a great opportunity to, for women to really support each other and to find their place in this profession. Yeah, and piggybacking up on that with the when you mentioned, you know, the the spreading the awareness of hey, this is a career that that anyone can flourish in, and especially since it's very underserved by women and can easily benefit. Like, I'm just curious how to what's come up in the in the prior summits, and how have you guys ha- handled the how do we get more awareness out there problem. It's a common thing that we've talked about on the show. I'm curious what you guys have, have come across or different ideas on, you know, Kent mentioned uh, the uh, high school guidance counselors. Like what, what kind of things have popped up with you guys? I'll, I'll ask Virginia first. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, (laughs) You know, I think, I think the women who have attended the, the summit in the past, especially, you know, the first year um, have really um, encouraged the growth of, of, of what we're doing and, and, and that awareness and just 
putting ourselves out there more. And I think um, other other folks like PETA um, and, you know, the crew at Get Kids Into Surveying, having that um, presence online, whether it's on LinkedIn or other social medias, I think just putting ourselves out there and, and bringing that awareness, like Anna said, um, is really, you know, keeping the momentum of, of, hey, we need you no matter who you are in survey. <laughs> I think that's a big thing. Um, yeah. the, the online stuff, I, what I, you know, with all of this stuff and, and, and having contact with other females on social media um, and yeah. things like that is, is, and especially the younger, the younger women coming through is to, to support them and get them to put their story out on social media to say, you know, the types of things that they're doing and all of that kind of stuff, because it gets the, it gets it out there of the jobs that are available out there, the types of things that you can do. And, oh, look, there's a young, a young female doing that job. So yeah, it makes a big difference in that sense. Anna, thoughts? Yeah. Um, at, at the first summit, I, I think it may have been during a panel discussion. I can't remember. Um, but one of the things that I, I had mentioned was that, you know, keep going to those meetings, your chapter meetings, your state meetings, whatever. You might be the one person in the room that day, but maybe, you know, in a month or two, there might be another woman who shows up. And if you're the, in that room, too, then she's not the only woman in the room. But yeah. if you're not there, then then she's the only person in the room, the only woman in the room. And so by showing up and creating that visibility and to continue to put our, our faces out there and our stories out there and sharing our experiences, that's a way to really create a lot of visibility for women in the profession. And working with organizations like Get Kids Into Survey and NSPS and, and the Mentoring Mondays and other things like that and having our faces out there, um, it really helps create that awareness that this is something that a woman can do. Yeah, and it's like when I did that um, event last summer with the Girl Scouts, um, one thing that they mentioned to me um, before we started the um, the day was, or actually it was before um, we actually showed up, but um, the message that they said is that, you know, bring as many, um, you know, female surveyors um, as you can as uh, for those that are going to be teaching because the girls um, really like to see themselves in, in that career. And they can do that by learning from another woman. And mm -hmm. um, so I think that's, you know, we're just Anna and the other um, members of the board are, that's what we're just kind of doing on a, on a national level. It's just trying to get us out there. And so others can see themselves uh, in a surveying type role. Hey there, Kent. Can we talk about Trimble for a second? We sure can. All right. Trimble Geospatial provides solutions that facilitate high-quality, productive workflows and information exchange for a global and diverse customer base of surveyors, engineering and GIS service companies, governments, utilities, and transportation authorities. That was a mouthful, my friend. Trimble's innovative technologies include integrated sensors, field applications, real-time communications, and office software for processing, modeling, and data analytics. 
Yeah, using Trimble solutions, organizations can capture the most accurate spatial data and transform it into intelligence to deliver increased productivity and improved decision-making. Trimble Geospatial pioneering the future of data intelligence, converging people, product, and place seamlessly to help you make your mark and leave your legacy. They also put on a really great party. Yes, they do. Trimble Dimensions will be there next year. Absolutely. To find out more, go to geospatial.trimble.com. So something that you mentioned earlier that I thought was really funny, you're talking about like getting, you know, work boots that fit properly and things like that. Right. And I mean, it's funny, but it's not funny. It's, it's, it's the truth. And the thing that's interesting to me is that there are, you know, women that are starting clothing lines mm -hmm. for work gear specifically for, for females, you know, which is awesome. You know, I mean, there's, sure. they're, yeah. they're, um, you know, designing, you know, whether it be safety vests or, you know, clothing or work boots, as I mentioned, um, there is a movement happening and it is, it's super cool. No doubt about it. You got to get some of those women at your, uh, at your summit. Yeah, that would be great. So talking about the summit, how, how do you decide what you're going to do on the program and, and what sort of things you're going to cover throughout the few days? Uh, well, for the the Minnesota summit, um, we got a lot of feedback from past attendees that they um, had a desire for um, more professional development credits. Um, mm -hmm. So that was something that was our number one goal was to offer more credits. So it's um, it, it's worth the the trip, the the yep. the cost, the fee, whatever the time that goes into attending. Um, it makes it more attractive for their employers to. Um, reimburse them for for attending the event and um, and then like what Anna mentioned earlier uh, those network opportunities we you know we kind of have this format where we want to be able to um, just get together have conversations join groups um, that are chatting at the bar or wherever it might be um, you know in the hallways um, between mm. sessions and and just provide you know those opportunities for networking and and making relationships. Yeah building relationships. So do you have problems getting um, people to come and talk? Um, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't <laughs> think I do. Um, Cause like, you know, after meeting enough people, I'm like, Oh, you got to come meet, you know, uh, Amy from Pennsylvania, come over here and I'll introduce you. Or, you know, you got to meet uh, uh, Trish from Texas or whoever it might be. Right. Um, and so I'll, I'll, I'll do a lot of introductions myself. Um, Mm -hmm. Not me kind of being a matchmaker in a way, but <laughs> <laughs> you know what, you know what I mean, right? It's just making those introductions and helping yeah. people um, meet each other and um, just get the conversations going. Mm. What do you think, Anna? Yeah. Um, as far as, you know, getting people to, to just hang out and talk and just discuss things. I think that um, is, is, almost natural for yeah. us once we get there. And I think there's a lot of women who, um, if I see them kind of hanging back, I'll go and introduce myself and say, Hey, come over here. This is so-and-so, so-and-so. And I'll introduce them to whoever's hanging out around me or, you know, I'll lead them to, to whoever's also in their state. Maybe they don't even know the other person from their state that's mm. there also. Um, and yeah. so I'll usually introduce, make those introductions. Um, I interpreted Peter's question a little differently. I thought she meant 
speakers to come and speak for our sessions. Mm-hmm. Is that where you're going oh. with that? No, I was, but that's okay because okay. even oh, what I'm sorry, no, no, no. But even what Virginia was saying was because you know there are people that that do struggle in that environment. But right. yes, Anna, that's what I was. But no, it was interesting to see what you're talking about in how do you get yeah people actually talking within there. It has not been that difficult, I think, for us to have people talk for the sessions. Um, sometimes getting them to commit to it might be a little different because most of the time they're women in our profession that they're not speakers, they're Mm. surveyors. And so um, to get them to agree to come and speak to a group of people, sometimes that's where the battle is a little bit, um, is just trying to talk them into, hey, you can do this and we'd really like to hear your perspective or what you do on your job or, you know, whatever. But um, that sometimes that's where the issue is whenever we're trying to build speakers up. Um, we've had some professional people come in for, for different, um, things like the Enneagram with the types of personalities and working with different mm. personalities last year. Mm. Um, and then during our virtual one, we had a, the, a professional speaker come in, um, that gave us, uh, the, the session about how to handle difficult conversations. And so we have had other people come in from outside the survey profession, um, but we like to try to keep as much survey related um, sessions as possible. So, Yeah. Something Sean mentioned earlier, well, you touched on it just a little bit was, you know, mentoring. And you know, we talk about how important mentoring is in our profession as it is across the board, male, female, it doesn't matter. Mentoring is huge. Talk about some of the mentoring opportunities that, um, that happen at the summit. Yeah, you can um, really, find your mentor, even if they're not in the same state, they're not in the same city. Um, you can find a mentor at the summit if that's something that you do not have in your current role or your current position. Um, there's many women that I reach out to on a regular basis, specifically about three, um, that I will talk to you about any issue that I've got going on, whether it's business related, whether it's client related, whether it's, you know, how, how are you handling the situation at your company? Because I don't know what, what I'm supposed to do here. Um, those types of things. So, um, it's really great to have those resources and have those networking opportunities available. Um, I know several women who have really made strong connections across the country. They don't even live in the same state and they're meeting up on regular, um, regular trips and doing things together and connecting, um, for project work. And it's really neat to see that. Um, because a lot of times the guys, it's, it's kind of easy for them. They hang out after the meeting and they have a few beers at the bar and they talk shop and yeah, that doesn't always happen for the women. We go home. Fishing trips, hunting trips. (laughs) Right. The hunting trips were not usually included on, um, the golf trips. Some, some women do play golf and they might go on those and fishing trips and maybe they're out there fishing too. I don't know, but, um, that's not, not always where you're going to find the women surveyors. And so, um, for us to kind of gain that network and to be able to have those types of discussions and, and build those types mm. of teaming opportunities um, with other women, it's, it's kind of exciting to see some of that happening. Sure. We also have, so do you uh, think oh, I just wanted to ahead, mention that we also have mm-hmm. a private um, Facebook group for the summit mm-hmm. as well. And um, I see a lot of mentoring uh, happening in that group. Um, a lot of, uh, people asking questions and mm. getting advice, um, especially when it comes to taking exams and 
what to study, uh, you know, like what sort of uh, references, things like that. Um, different scenarios, asking for advice at, you know, what might be happening at work or whatever. So mm. it's really cool to kind of see that support uh, in that group as well. So on that note, let's talk about the social media presence that, that y'all have. You mentioned that there's a Facebook page. What other social media platforms does the uh, Woman Surveyor Summit exist on? Uh, the summit itself has a Facebook uh, group page that's private um, to uh, mm. the attendees. And then the Future Surveyors Foundation has yeah. um, a presence on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. So this Future Surveyors Foundation, is it just about the women in surveying or it does more than that? It's about creating opportunity for those that may not have thought about it before and creating mm -hmm. that visibility for the profession. So um, we want to expand outside of the Women's Surveyor Summit. Um, that's kind of the flagship um, start of the org. That's actually why the organization was started, um, was to help with the, um, really more the financial side and, and dealing with, um, the management of the summit itself, um, because we were going to different States <laughs> after Texas. Um, so we needed one main base mm -hmm. organization that could handle going to all the different States. Um, but we also want to support others. Um, we, are looking for people that, that have passion and that have dreams of doing that. And so we really need dreamers and doers to help us with that because we're still a very small and young um, organization that um, is still trying to get all of those pieces in place and people in place that, that can help do um, other opportunities for, for expansion of the, of the workforce promotion um, and building that visibility for our profession. I really like that. Uh, we need dreamers and doers. Dreamers and doers. Yeah. Very I, fitting. Yeah, I could use a handful of dreamers and doers. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. My team. 100%. 100%. <laughs> I do want to circle back on the mentoring conversation just for a second. So do you think it's beneficial to a female surveyor um, to have both a, maybe a male mentor and a female mentor? Would that be, that, that be a good thing where, I think it depends What's on the best scenario for a female surveyor when it comes to mentoring. I think it depends on the person and their experiences. Mm -hmm. If they have great experiences with their male mentor and they don't have any issues whatsoever and they never ran across any problems dealing with anybody, um, then maybe they don't need a woman mentor. Um, but if they've run into some roadblocks or some difficult situations and they just want to bounce some ideas off of a, another woman surveyor, um, that might be more of where that, that specific connection with another woman surveyor would be beneficial. The male or the female, <laughs> I don't think it really, it, it is that connection that you have with the person. And you yeah. don't have to have a mentor within the surveying industry either. You can have right. a mentor from outside of the industry. So if you're working around male surveyors, you might have male mentor surveyors, but you could go outside of the industry for other things that you need, but you've got to go and find it. And some people don't do that. Um, 
I would definitely recommend a a mentor outside the survey industry if you are looking to start a business or uh, start your own company. Like mm-hmm. it's sure surveyors don't have a good track record of that anyway. So yeah, no kidding. I really <laughs> I like it. They look too successful. <laughs> yeah. Business, you know. Yeah. I really like the approach of of when it comes to mentorship of having. Um, three different types of mentors, you know, one for today, tomorrow, and then, you know, your future looking ahead and identifying mm. those people of like who, who finding somebody in that role of who do you want to be today? Who do you want to be tomorrow? And, 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 and in that distant future, oh, I think helps cool set goals and, yeah. um, and, you know, that person can give you advice, you know, that's more focused on, on, what you see on them and what you're trying to gain from them. Sure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Peter, did you have something to add there? No, no. I, I thought that was a really good, um, I've never really thought yeah. of it that way in looking at the three mm-hmm. different mentors sort of thing. I'm not much of a planner, so. <laughs> <laughs> More fly by the yeah. seat of your pants, yeah, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So what, like, what is, is there anything new this year? Like, I'm sure you're thinking about like, what are we going to do next year? What are we going to do the year after that? I mean, how do you continue to make the summit appealing? I think number one, by having it in a different location every year, I think, you know, there's a lot of excitement around that. Um, But this year um, we're doing something a little different than we've done in years past. And the um, Friday night networking event um, is, um, going to be celebrating our sponsors and inviting our sponsors to, to join. And um, we're looking at having a, um, I guess you would say like a, a survey poker run type activity mm. um, with fun, with, you know, drinks, cocktails, um, beverage, or food appetizers, and um, just really getting to know everyone a little bit better. So um and, and, and our sponsors too. So we're uh, really hoping to uh, see all of those sponsors come out and, um, and, and meet all of the, the attendees. So Sean, do you ever wish that you could have a weekly cup of coffee with a like-minded survey professional? Actually, I have wished that. <laughs> I'm sure you have. I am here to tell you that you can do just that by participating in the virtual mentoring Mondays program. What is that like? Think of Mentoring Mondays as the weekly office hours of the surveying profession. And the cool thing is you can find out more by simply going to mentoringmondays.xyz. And while we're on the topic of becoming the best surveyor ever, you also need to check out Wisdom Wednesdays. Oh, really? Have you ever thought about how awesome it would be to have a book club specifically for land surveyors? You know, I have thought that that would be a really good idea. (laughs) I thought you have. And our good friend Trent Keenan has once again beat you to the punch with his Wisdom Wednesdays group. Wisdom Wednesdays is a great opportunity to read survey-specific books and have a weekly interactive conversation about each informative chapter with like-minded professionals. If you're interested and want to find out more, go to wisdomwednesdays.xyz. Virginia, what about sponsors? How have you gone with getting sponsors for the event? Uh, uh, board members have been reaching out to um, previous sponsors, and 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 it's just you know word of mouth, and then also the um, through our social media platforms mm-hmm. as well. We've been reaching out, so um, yeah, um, 
anyone and everyone who would like to sponsor is, is more than welcome to. And, um, you know, we would love and value uh, that support. It not only goes to supporting the summit, but uh, other activities or events that the foundation um, is planning as well. What kind of things? Put you on the spot. Anna? <laughs> And um, we, we we've done some some different webinars in the past. Um, some of the funds go to helping us just maintain the organization, so paying for our website, paying for just basic, very basic running, um, yeah. <laughs> running the organization. Um, but a lot of it goes to the Women's Surveyor Summit um, primarily, and then anything that's left over from any sponsorships um, goes to any additional webinars that we are able to host or help with. Um, we've had a couple different people come to us occasionally and want to do something and we try to support that as best as possible um, and hosting their, their webinar that they, they're thinking about doing and teaming with okay. them on, a, on different webinars. So that sort of thing. Um, and we also had, um, oh gosh, I cannot, my brain is not working at this point. Um, there, we had a webinar um, not long ago that we had somebody that came in and that we hired on. Um, so some of the cost went towards things mm -hmm. like that. So. so are you always looking for more sponsors? Oh, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. we're not going to turn down money to, to help <laughs> promote this profession. So, you know, any every little bit helps. Yeah. So the sponsorship, and maybe it's m me failing to understand the relationship between the future surveyors and the women's surveyors summit. Um, when you're a, when you become a sponsor, are you a sponsor of future surveyors, or are you a sponsor of the women's surveyors? We're sponsoring summit? the summit, but it also serves a purpose if we have any additional funds um, remaining after we pay for all the amazing expenses of putting on a conference or summit. Um, sure. I had no idea how much that yeah. stuff cost until the first one. And then I was like, okay, wow. Um, we need sponsors yeah. <laughs> to help cover this um, every year. And so it's something that, you know, we're not obviously not going to turn down anybody that wants to sponsor the foundation or sponsor the summit. Um, and if they want us to earmark one mm. thing for one or the other, um, that's something that we can, um, mm try to do but for the most part it goes all okay. into one pool and we pay for the summit um, gotcha. and then we use any small amount of remaining fees for helping with the future summit and helping with any other webinars or basic needs that the foundation mm -hmm. has it's <laughs> and are there different levels of sponsorship mm -hmm. like the typical gold right. silver bronze Perfectly. type thing what what does that look like and how do people how do they how do they go about that? I mean, is there a website they go to 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 become a sponsor? You can go to the Future Surveyors, like? um, futuresurveyors.org website and go to the Women's Surveyor Summit tab. Um, and if you go to registration mm, there, yeah. you can register as a sponsor and pay for sponsorships there. And it has the sponsor, sponsorship levels on there. And um, we have platinum, gold, silver, bronze, standard oh, perfect. type of level system there. Perfect, perfect. And are there still so there like even at this point in time? I know that the event is happening. October. in, mm -hmm. is it October? Is there still time for oh, people yeah. to become sponsors yeah. for yes, this year's absolutely. event? Yep. Okay. I think cool. we have a deadline on there. I can't awesome. remember if we put it sometime in September, just so we could have signage and stuff made before the um, event to recognize the sponsors. Um, mm -hmm. I can't remember the exact deadline we had on there, but um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think it might have been September first. 
something like that. Yeah. Good. Perfect. Well, we'll definitely promote mm-hmm. that. Oh, absolutely. hundred um, percent. What about speakers? Are there still speaker opportunities as well? Or have you pretty much got the, um, you know, got everything lined out at this point? Um, I think for the most part, we have everything lined up. Um, we may be um, looking for one more speaker, um, just kind of waiting for, you know, that good old confirmation. Um, <laughs> sure. But, um, but yeah, I mean, if, if someone is interested in, in speaking um, potentially at the Minnesota summit or uh, in future summits, you know, feel free to reach out to us anytime. And, you know, we've, we'd love to hear from, from anyone that would like to present. Yep. And being in Minnesota in October is not a bad place to be. Yeah. What's, what's the deal with Stillwater? Is that a, uh, is that a cool yeah, place to be? It's, you know, originally we wanted to have it somewhere further North, but um, so you could really get that um, Minnesota feel of, of, of the, the landscape. But um uh, we ran into some logistic issues being, you know, too far from the airport. So Stillwater was that really nice balance, mm. um, being located on the east side of the metro area, um, on the west side of the um, St. Croix River Bank, um, the river that divides uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin. Um, so it's, it's you know, just a, a 30 minute drive from the airport um, and uh, just a real charming, quaint a little town of 20,000 people. Um, it's, uh, it was originally a, a logging um, town. That's kind of how it uh, earned its place on the map. Um, uh, and yeah, just really cute. Um, a short little main street with a lot of shops, um, uh, wine tasting, beer tasting, galleries, a lot of things Sounds to kind of just, yeah. And, <laughs> With um, with the, the the banks of the of the river just covered in trees, it's going to be amazing in the fall. And if we happen to have one of those uh, early October snowfalls, it'll be even more magical. So, um, and there's probably a curling club within an hour. Oh, I would be there, shocked if it was. There are hour. several. <laughs> there are several. <laughs> Yes. 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 You finally found your people. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, I found my region. Oh, yeah. yeah I right. found my region. <laughs> so do you have a location for next year already selected? We do, but we're not announcing it until the summer. <laughs> oh, no. oh, okay. okay. I'll tell you what, give us three locations and without saying the one that's <laughs> the actual location. <laughs> Like Chicago, Without Illinois, saying the actual Sarasota, Florida. <laughs> My lips are sealed. <laughs> nice I'm getting that out of her hair. Oh, man. Yeah, I tried for sure. So what are you guys excited about as it pertains to this year and or next year? I'm excited to have Anna back in Minnesota and all of the other ladies and just really showcase the Minnesota hospitality and um, and just welcome all the ladies and, and just have a really good time um, awesome. networking. And um, I, I didn't mention it earlier, but we one of the events, social activities we have planned on Saturday is a, a riverboat um, cruise. Um, so that should be a lot of fun, too, and um, taking the sights of the river. And um, so I think I think everything that we have planned will give um, all the attendees a, a lot of opportunity to connect. Mm. 
I'm so jealous. I miss cool. out on all awesome. these things. Yeah. I know. We're you, sad Anna? that you're not going to make it. We really <laughs> wanted you to be there. You need to have a fundraiser for PETA. <laughs> Is it a fundraiser issue? Because we could make that happen, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know that I can help there, but if it's a fundraising thing, I can, I can talk to a few people. Mm. Maybe, I'm maybe, not afraid to maybe we need anymore. to go back and <laughs> revisit yeah. that. Revisit that. Yeah. I'm really excited just to, yeah. to be back to where I was inspired to, to have this um, event and to really just showcase um, that area I'm super excited about hopefully all the fall colors. And if it, it snows, even better, because I am done with these triple digit heats in, te- <laughs> in Texas right now. I'm so tired. Tell me about it. 104 and 115. Tell me about like, it. It's just, I'm so bad. <laughs> with yeah. the humidity in your case. I'm not too bad because I'm in the Austin area. Absolutely. But you go towards Houston and you're going to be melting. Yeah. And I'm not for, for that. So I'm, I'll yeah. stick where I'm at. So Anna, maybe I missed it. Um, when you guys first met in Minnesota a couple few years ago, what were you doing there? You were at the, the State Association Conference? I was at or the what, North what American that? Young Surveyors Network meeting. And I was just oh, okay. Um, okay. assigned the state representative for the Young Surveyors Network in Texas, like just a few months before mm-hmm. that. Um, the guy that was the representative had to step down for whatever reason. And he um, asked if I would be willing to take it on. Um, and during that time I said yes to most things that people asked me <laughs> to, to volunteer for and, um, I've learned my lesson since, but, <laughs> but I uh, took that role on and, um, that was the first trip, um, in that role for me, um, nice. and TSPS, Texas Society of Professional Surveyors, they covered the cost for um, sure. the representative to go to that meeting, um, which was really exciting and really cool. And I left Texas, and I think it was like in the 60s, and then I get to Minnesota, and it's below zero or something. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, <laughs> but oh, wow. it was beautiful. Like Virginia said, there was snow everywhere. It was great. Um, but it was just a really wonderful experience um, and as the North American meeting, we had people from all over the world attending, but specifically all over the the North American continent. So that was really cool to get to be a part of that and to see just a a different type of meeting other than, you know, my state organization or my chapter meetings um, locally. So it was was a neat experience. One other thing that I'm um, really excited about too, is that we are hoping to have a hundred attendees so a hundred ladies from across the country. Wow. Um, we currently have 83 registered. So there's just a few spots left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost there. Um, so PETA can be 84. <laughs> just saying. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> what, um, I, uh, on that note, I was going to ask you something. Um, gosh, I can't remember. What do you got? What do you got? It'll come back to me. I think I think the the idea of getting to a hundred. I mean, that I love the the mm-hmm. milestones, and then before you realize that it, it's going to be next year, it's like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, we'll I have a couple hundred. Oh and man, then, that'd be amazing. And then I, I just I just love the momentum. It seems like you guys are carrying. Hundred percent, it's, it's 100%. really cool. And keep your eye out for the Geoholics uh, sponsorship. Absolutely, yeah, we, we yes. thank you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we we love no you guys and we, um, we really do appreciate right. your support and you know yes. allowing us to to of course you know, take over your podcast for a little bit 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember we had this conversation a couple of years ago about, I don't I kind of have to go back and see which one it was, but um, it's really exciting to see how far it's come. And obviously the trajectory looks, looks great. And uh, I can't yeah. wait to see, you know, what, what happens in the future with, uh, with this Thank event. You. Anything else you guys got? I yeah. got, I don't got anything else. Yeah. You got anything else? Peter? No, no. I'm excited to watch from, <laughs> I would never have anything extra to add. Well, no, that was no, that was a good question. That's something I wanted to ask. Actually, it reminds me: is there a virtual? Is there a way to attend virtually? Not this year, and not at this time. Um, it's it's the virtual one that we had during the pandemic in 2021. Um, that was special, and we were able to still mm-hmm. feel connected in some ways because we had some breakout groups. Uh, just the atmosphere and the sure. the vibe of the conference. Um, it's hard to replicate that virtually. Mm. Um, and it's even harder to have that virtual and also have it in person at the same time. So at this time we have not. And to find a venue that, that supports it too. <laughs> right. And yeah. It's expensive to that. do that. That's right. right. So that's not something we've tackled at yep. this time. Yep. That doesn't mean it won't happen in the future, mm. but that's not and yet. being on the other side of the world. But um, mm-hmm. I remember the virtual one you had. I missed most of it anyway because it was all when I was asleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If there yeah are- there's that. Well, somebody just needs to carry or carry PETA around one WhatsApp and a. a right. And a, and a, Wait, and what happened to your phone? Oh, yeah. Somebody dropped it. Mm. Yeah. What a jerk. jerk. <laughs> if there are ladies. Um, so, yeah, any, yeah, anything else to go? Yeah, go I just wanted to say ahead, if there you. are ladies listening, um, women um, or wh- whomever, if you're you're looking for um, a way to get something like this started in your part of the world, yeah. um, feel free to reach out to us if you, you know, want some advice on, awesome. you know, what our successes and lessons learned, lessons learned have been. And, you yeah. know, we're, we would love to help support you um, create a, a, you know, a similar type environment for whomever and wherever you are. So awesome. Peter's taking all kinds of notes. So I, I feel like she's, well, she's next. well, you know, the first thing that I did this year was have the, the lunch for women in surveying mm-hmm. uh, international women's yep. day. And I got, I put it out there and thought that, you know, a friend of mine talked about it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's have lunch. We'll just catch up, you know, we'll ask a couple of others. And I thought, oh, yeah, I might be lucky to get eight or ten, which ended up I had to cap it at 20 because of where I booked. Um, And it was an amazing day and they all just felt connected and some of them said, I've never met another female surveyor. Um, So, yeah, it Mm. it, it had a good (coughs) – a good feeling to it and I even had some of the companies sort of saying, oh, yeah, you need to go bigger next time and this and that. So it's mm-hmm. in my spare time it's yeah. happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. A, that's your fourth job. Yeah, maybe right? fifth, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, anything else? Good. No, no, that's all, all good. I got. All good stuff. All right. Well, hey, I love you guys. I love what you're doing. Um Nothing but respect for uh, for this effort and anything we can do to help you out, whether it be this year or next or five years from now, we're always going to be there to support y'all. As soon as you announce that next year's uh, location, you got to let us help you uh, mm. get it out there is my, my <laughs> only request. 
Exactly. Make it a big announcement. We're gonna we're announcing it in All person right, at the go. summit, and we'll send you an email right after that. How about that? Oh, <laughs> there, you go. there we go. All right, we'll be the hundred and first yes, person go. to know. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Adding value and making friends as always. Thank you, Peta, for taking the time to join us. Um, if anyone would like to be a guest on a future show or a friend of the program for 2024, we're starting to take new applications. Shoot us an email at info.thegeoholics.com. Pete Townsend, let my love open the door. Available everywhere. Let it open it, buddy. Let it open it. Until next time, everybody. Find some, dirt, find some doers and some dreamers. <laughs> Stay classy, Geoholics. Stay classy. (laughs) And be safe and healthy.